Hello everyone, welcome to the We'll See Blogs podcast. Uh, last week I had my boy Mike, who, I don't know if he wants to be a co-host, it's gonna be an interesting conversation seeing that. He was a little offended that he wasn't here this time, but that's fine, because I actually have, and I'm trying to make sauce it up and make it sound a little more interesting than just Julie and Melissa. But I have party of two, hello everyone, say hi. Hi. Hey. You should probably know who's who, so I'll give you the two seconds to do that. Hi, my name's Julie. I am the brunette in Party of Two, uh, also the short one. I play piano and guitar and sing, and I write with Melissa. Melissa, you oh. want a drum roll? Yeah, 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 please. <laughs> it just sounds like we're destroying my fucking thing. <laughs> okay, I'm Melissa. I am the taller one. I'm not going to say tall, but taller. Uh, I sing, play guitar, ukulele, and I go write songs with Julie. Ooh, and I'm just the idiot who was lucky to book him. <laughs> I love how you guys just said, oh, I'm the short one, as if you guys aren't astronomically short in comparison. Well, I mean, Julie is technically shorter than me. But I like, was trying to make us distinct. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, when you look at pictures of us, like, it's very clear that Julie is the short one. People exactly. have asked me, like, am I giant? Because she just looks so small. And I'm like, no, she just is small why does that sound like a compliment or disrespect depending on your point yeah, of view at that yeah point? it depends on the day for me some days i'm like oh yeah i'm tiny and other days i'm like can someone help me reach something <laughs> i can't reach the sriracha help we can't change our light bulb that's <laughs> <laughs> true yeah so zhuzh up i need more party of two what 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 is it aside from just talented people all right so Melissa and I started Party of Two. Kind of what happened was we moved to New York City together and we only could afford to live in a bedroom together. So Melissa and I were everywhere together, including like in our home, outside places. It was essentially a party of two wherever we would go, like anywhere we would go, everyone would know it would be Julie and Melissa. So we got this idea of saying, oh, like, let's play music together. And our name can be Party of Two because we have no friends and we are a party of two. Um, so we would write songs in our shared bedroom. Yeah. They kind of started as just like nighttime discussions. I think what actually happened first was we went to an open mic and then realized people were playing like original stuff and we were like, oh no, we need to write original stuff. And then started like nighttime talks before bed turned mm -hmm. into, you know, ideas for songs. And then eventually just kind of took off from there. Julie and I are cousins, so we always, yeah, I know, gas. Um, we always like made people watch us um, in our family. And we're like, you know what? It's time to take this on the road. And by the road, I mean, dive bars in New York City. Did you guys have like, because you guys have done performances prior, like as kids just joking around and stuff like that. Did you guys have like a, a pet name there or something in terms of your group or duo? Or it was just, this is Julie and Melissa. Julie and Melissa, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I, I thought there was going to be something intricate there. All right. No, me no but back. wait, I have something to add to that. Go what ahead. is interesting? Julie and Melissa, J-A-M, oh, Jam. Jam, oh, yeah. Jam. We go by that name, too. I want to see a paste up that just says Jam, even though I know it's not we, paste We have up. business cards if you want. I'll give we That says Jam? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why am I? Okay. We're, uh, <laughs> I'm just shocked. 
<laughs> if you ever have a child that needs a birthday party or something played and well, definitely we have plenty of business cards to give out. So, oh yeah, you have the shirt. I'm not, yeah. there it is. I remember. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All Baby right. Baby birthday parties. <laughs> that sounds like easy money. All right. I don't know why I'm laughing so much. I feel like, like Jimmy Fallon. Money from a baby. All right, I'm gonna kick her out of the own Zoom call. Anyway, uh, uh, yes, so now they know what party of two is. I wanna know more, but we're gonna give it a second because I have to do a transition now. Uh, we are at the section where we're just pretty much catching up, which is weird because I know, obviously, Melissa, mm -hmm. but Julie always is a question mark to me. I wanna start off with her. All right. Because the catch up thing, it doesn't have, you don't have to go too into detail, but everyone's behaviors sort of changed up. People grabbing new not projects, personal things. Uh, I don't want to say like uh, hobbies or whatever you want to run it, but I'm looking at hobbies right on my screen and I'm like, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Pardon me, I'm an idiot. But yeah, no. What has Julie been up to? So I would say the main thing that I'm always up to, I got to give a shout out to my girl, Lily. That's my dog. <laughs> but really, I've been working. Um, I work as a speech therapist, so I've been balancing going going in person and then sometimes being remote and then trying not to be exhausted at the end of the day and spending time playing some music after after I get home from work or after I get off of my computer from work, uh, playing my keyboard playing my guitar, writing some songs. I did dabble in the uh, quarantine dating situation, which was very inspirational to some some new songs. So I've spent a lot of time working on that. Mm. Did you play, cause you were, we were talking about it before. You were talking about just playing instruments almost every night. Was it every night? What was it? I do spend most nights playing my instruments. I honestly am not a big TV watcher. Sometimes I literally think to myself, like I should watch more TV, but my like, music haunts me. I literally wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and I'm like, <laughs> do you, and it's so dramatic every time. Do you have moments? Cause this happens to me all the time. Do you have moments where you'll just not wake up or it could be whatever, but like, it's just a random line just comes to your head and you just write it in your notes. And then you obsess about like how you're going to possibly put this into something. Or is that just a me thing? Oh yeah. That happens to me. I had a week straight, like the beginning of January, where I would wake up literally every night at 3 a.m. And it was kind of like creepy. I'd be like, why is it the same time? And every <laughs> night I would have a new song idea. And then every morning I would wake up like a little bit before my alarm, just mm -hmm. by chance and be like, oh, perfect. I have 10 minutes to figure out if this song idea was legitimate that I thought of at 3 a.m. And usually <laughs> they were somehow. <laughs> well, Melissa writes too. So here's no. <laughs> well, no, we're going to get to you in a second. I'm just I'm, I'm very curious because do you guys keep tabs on how many songs you've written like individually or together or, or a combination of it? I like, have no idea. Like, no, we, I'm sure <laughs> Melissa and I could list out every song that we have written together. together. Yeah, mm -hmm. but individually, no. OK, so mm -hmm. even better question then. Did you ever find out time where you were writing more so? And you just had a chance or you, you didn't even know. You're like, is this better just for me to kind of do by myself? Or is this something I should be like, hey, Melissa, what are you up to? And then see if there's a collaborative possibility there. I feel like it started that way. No, it started with us writing our own music. And then when we first started Party of Two, we kind of pulled our songs that we've written alone and said, which of these could we use to be like Party of Two songs? Um, either that we're like, 
halfway written or we're fully written, but could be like hashed out with more harmonies. So, mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no you're, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Don't do this to me. I lost the train of thought now, so you got to go. Hop on the train. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll say that we started out with our individual songs and we're like, okay, how can we transform these into party of two songs? Mm-hmm. And then we had a lot of like, these are strictly party of two songs. And then we would have times where like Melissa would write something and say like, oh, Julie, I wrote this cool thing. And it's not actually about a boy. And we need some of that for party of two because Julie likes to write about boys a lot. Oh, spilling the tea. Jeez. I mean, sometimes it was just like, I'll write a chorus and let's figure out how to make this a whole song. And that's how we would write together. Like be like, present it to each other and then hash out the rest of the song together. Yeah, exactly. We'd be like, do you like this? Like, should we try to build on it together? I was saying Julie one day was like, let's write a song about ghosting. And then I presented her with our song Ghost. But I think I just wrote like the the first verse into the chorus. Mm -hmm. And then we hashed out the rest of the song together. So there's no particular writer. No, no. Because usually it's funny because when I think of writing in a collaborative nature and it's harder because you guys write actual melodies and you think about these things. Meanwhile, I'm like, what's a clever word I could rhyme with fuck or something like that just because it's always hip hop. So it's like, I got to be cool, but it's never really cool. But no, it's interesting because usually there's one, there's usually one jump off point. I don't know if it's literally just a verse or a chorus. For party of two, it definitely is like split 50, 50 that like our writing. Right. I think a lot of it too, like because our writing styles are so similar, it works out that that you can't really, I mean, maybe people that really know us can tell the difference between my writing and Julie's writing. And like now I think it's kind of branched off a little more that we haven't been writing as much together, but I feel like our writing styles are so similar that unless you really, really know us, you wouldn't know who wrote what song. Maybe with like other duos that could be, it could be obvious. Well, most of the songs we wrote collaboratively. There's only a couple songs right. that you has that like we wrote individually and then bought together. Like our melodies, right? Would be specifically to whatever verse or chorus I wrote or whatever verse or chorus you wrote. We're so in tune with each other that it never sounds like, oh, this is such a Julie song or this is such a Melissa song. Yeah. That's kind of funny. <laughs> this is a Julie song. This is a Melissa song. <laughs> And it's not because I'm dating Melissa that I know which one writes one. Honestly, I'm ghost. I was surprised because I was like, this seems like not something I would have expected. But then again, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad thing. We talked about that. Caught up. Julie says she's not into pop culture. So this is going to be the best podcast. Oh, wait, no, I'm into pop culture as in like celebrities. I just don't watch that much TV. See, pop culture or celebrities are not the same. They they sound very close. I mean, well, let's find out. <laughs> let's talk about. I know nothing about celebrities, so it'd probably be the opposite of spectrum. All I know Not is Julie's got it. I don't. You don't. But she's got it. Well, we did. We know about Julie picking up kind of a hobby, kind of not. Um, but Melissa, what what yeah. what have you been doing? What have you Taking been care of? My lovely little crazy dog. So this, this is a dog episode. Should I just name it the dog episode? I can do that. Party yeah, of dogs. Mostly that. Um, I started uh, like crocheting, embroidery. Embroidery. Not I just threw it out there. Um, I also got commissioned to embroider some more animals onto shirts, which is awesome. Mm. 
So yeah, I'm mostly just embroidering and uh, trying to keep my sanity. <laughs> Here's a question because I didn't even know this. Julie, were you, did you do anything creative prior to uh, Party of Two? Yeah, I, I do craft. Um, For rock I, friends? I painted a lot of rocks, actually. That is one <laughs> oh, yes. hobby that I picked up over, <laughs> over this time. They're very pretty. I'm not even lying. Thank you. It doesn't make me cool, but it was a thing I did. And I I'll paint. probably do it again. I paint rocks. <laughs> Commission. See my Etsy page. <laughs> yeah, my rocks rock. Like Julie and I used to always craft like Christmas gifts for our families. Oh, that's actually really sweet. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I can't even wrap like up a gift. Painting wine bottles. That was a fun activity because we just had to get drunk to have enough wine bottles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the cork thing that was at your parents' house, Julie. Ah, uh, what oh, was the that? Yes. The, the dope. The pumpkin. The pumpkin. Oh, the yeah. Pumpkin. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. Someone didn't, but I remember someone saying it didn't look like pumpkin, which yeah, was. Yeah, they were wrong. Offensive. It looked like a pumpkin. <laughs> but yeah, so I like, I like crafts too. I feel like I'm one of those old people that I can't determine if I need a craft or something like that because I'm not good with the hands-on stuff. Melissa can tell you, I painted my Bob Ross and burned down the house somehow. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was, it was, it was rough. For some but reason, anytime, okay. sorry, anytime Melissa tries a new craft, she somehow can just like do it. And it's like, right? annoying. it's annoying right? to do things sometimes. I'm like, why is yours coming out so good? And mine mm. looks like one of my preschool children did it. Oh, felt I think that. a lot of it is like growing up, my mom always had like, she always did some sort of Christmas craft. Mm-hmm. Like she had made a, like, I don't know, Julie, if you have them, there were like snowman that we made one year. There was a Mr. And Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Like, and she always had Renee and I help her. Mm-hmm. So I think we, it kind of just trickled down from there. And like, it started with helping sew and stuff and, and paint and glue and whatever. Look at you guys having actual practical things. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like dying. And I'm like, I'm employed, but unemployed, but employed. Don't get the benefits. Don't get the super money. So for me, it's just like, what have you been doing? I blogged again. So that way my Instagram <laughs> name is real. <laughs> so everywhere on Twitter, they're not like, hey, well, how'd you get that name? You know how many times I get people ask me that? And I'm like, I I self-proclaimed it. <laughs> I had to speak into reality. Well, as long as you're making it happen. Kind of. I'm failing. I'm doing what I can. <laughs> Love your guys' conversation. It's weird talking about me. I'll, I just like making it short. Um, I got back into the blogging thing. I've had good numbers actually just randomly pop up and I've gotten just weird sort of like networking without networking, which is very odd because everywhere I've learned, like I've done seminars and stuff, they're like, oh, you got to network on LinkedIn and meet people. And obviously you can't do that with the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but I've been doing that which has been great. Still working with the escapist producing content, which you should always keep up people. If you're listening, you pr- probably have some sort of uh, connection there. My YouTube channel blew up for some random video, which I still don't understand. But I didn't know about that. Literally, there is an SNL clip of Cecilia uh, Jameda saying the N word to Colin Jost in a joking manner. And right now I have 3.1 million views. I don't Whoa. know why. I uploaded that in college. That's and crazy. yep. And it's just there. And and I've been getting like weird things like you should monetize your videos. And I'm like, I need money. Yes. And then like other marketing opportunities came up with people actually hitting me up. And I'm like, maybe I'll consider that because I've done like some voiceover work and now I have some traction. So it's not like it's massive stuff, but it, it, it's pretty cool. 
So that's pretty awesome. Melissa and I never got anywhere near that many views. Yeah, not even remotely close and anything that was insane. It doesn't even make sense. And literally now it's not that you guys care, but there's something um, where pretty much you can put it for some game. It's easy. It's multiple games, actually. And you put in a code. So now I'm applying for a code where you can literally just put it in once. And then every time you make a purchase, I get a cut of it. I know it sounds like some weird Ponzi scheme, but I like random cuts of money if you just know my name. So that's going to be a fun okay. thing once that gets accepted. And I'm talking too much. We have things to discuss. My voice cracked. <laughs> and I'm not editing that out. So let's get to our next section. And now we transition again. Because that's just what I'm going to do. You, don't you guys, I'm so professional. Like you, if it wasn't already <laughs> obvious. <laughs> All right, so the gaming podcast that's not really about gaming. It's literally becoming a leisure podcast, but I really could care less. The whole concept is just us talking. But I will introduce some gaming aspect to it, even though uh, my two lovely guests have an interesting, maybe, maybe a little more compact history with gaming. I do want to explore that. So I don't know if Melissa wants to take this round this time, but I'm curious, even though I know most of this, what is your background with gaming? And this could be mobile. This could be boards mm -hmm. game. This mm -hmm. could be Jackbox, whatever floats your boat. Just just spill the tea, honey. All right. Um, I mean, I feel like growing up, I always had games in the house because my brother is a gamer. So we've always had Nintendo, Nintendo 64, we had Xbox, we had PlayStation. Most of what I played was like Mario Party or Super Smash Brothers on the N64. And then occasionally my brother would like let me try like Little Big Planet. We've talked about a little bit, um, which I loved. Um, but I'm not a good gamer. All right, well, stop, we'll stop you there. You can't say that you can't classify yourself as that. You're, you're a gamer. That's all that matters. Everything else is irrelevant. So. All right. Well, um, mm -hmm. God, no, you have a question for me. No, I was just I was just going to say so back to you. Oh, OK. Um, I mean, as far as like board games and like silly games like that, Julie and I, our family always played and like we do game nights it's random weekends. So we were always playing like taboo or um, categories or games like that. So I'm always into finding a new board game or card game. Cards is a big part of our family also. But I mean, I've been getting more into gaming now that I spend more time with Will. But um, yeah, <laughs> pats myself on back heavily. <laughs> but uh, it just really just turns into me yelling at the screen. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you have a beautiful language when playing certain titles yeah, no. and, and they're, they're kid friendly games too, which is very interesting. I don't understand how that but becomes not a thing. Kid -friendly yeah, no, I don't know how that works. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> funny too, but Melissa doesn't really use non kid friendly language that often. Nope. Right. But I do now. It's literally the cleanest thing. I've. This is coming from the person that would tell me instead of saying "Oh my god" or "Oh my gosh," would go "Mamma Mia," as if that's something someone logical would just Listen, appreciate and say that. Listen, it's 
perfectly logical to say mama mia or holy guacamole or uh whatever you ever had your shoes (laughs) untied and you're like oh holy guacamole no like you flail your pizza in the air like what do you do at that point i don't that's not a thing you know maybe the mama mia came from like playing so many mario games growing nope. up. he never said Probably. mama mia one he never said he mama said, mia once did he not say mama mia no. he, looked, he looked like he would say mama mia well that's racist and we're not gonna go there <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he'll Alex say mama Warner. mia yeah he doesn't He's say mama mia right mama mia he not say mama he mia goes, and I really wow! that when he gets killed but that's it He's never once said Mamma Mia. I I'm don't pretty that. sure. Well, Mario's not a talkative guy. Yeah, but there was also like, I don't know if you guys remember way back when there was a Super Mario Brothers movie. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> John Leguizamo. We don't talk about that. That was a weird movie. Julie's like, I've ever, never seen it. Ma- <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> Thank God. I don't think you ever need to. It's really <laughs> a weird time. Oh my but God. Bowser's a human. <laughs> It's like Why a is dream? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe in that movie he said Mama Mia and it just stuck with me. I don't know. I'm fairly certain someone on Twitter will correct me and say he's definitely said Mama Mia, post me a YouTube clip, but it's or not the- like he says it. You know what I mean? It's not his catchphrase. You know what I mean? Yeah, I swear. I hear it in my head, but I don't know if it's just, just me or it's a wah or here <laughs> no, we go. Who is Waluigi? Yeah, but when Mario hits thing, he goes, what? Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and, and leading into Julie not knowing, let's talk about your history with games. I, I expand it. It's it's not just video, so knock yourself out. All right. Well, I will say I, I played a lot of the same games as Melissa and with Melissa. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of Mario Party, a lot of Super Smash, Mario Kart, really pretty limited to Mario. We were big. No, on the- you know what? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Julie, but we also okay. played a lot of Karaoke Revolution. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that was it. And like Guitar Memories. Hero. Mm-hmm. Love those games. Go ahead. We did like Karaoke Revolution. I forgot about that one. But yeah, and speaking of that, then like Guitar Hero and Rock Band, that's that was my jam. Other than that, I, I don't really play any like fighting games. Well, I mean, Super Smash is a fighting game. Why did you but- get so excited when you said fighting, fighting games? games? These fighting games? I can picture but- Julie was like punching or something. Yeah, right? I saw it in my head. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. Oh, yeah? They just go, hey, fighting games. But no, I'm not a very, like, aggressive person or mm. a violent person. Mm. So, like, any any kind of shooting situation, I'm not about. Or, like, I, I don't really want to punch people unless it's, like... Are you sure? I could name one person you want to punch. Okay. I do want to punch people, but, like... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not competitive. That's maybe the better word. I'm not a competitive person. I'm like, you can go. Sure. Here, yeah, you can win. Yeah. Julie and I take the lead. Yeah, Julie and I used to sit on our couch in our old apartment with our Nintendo DSs because Ooh. we didn't have a like gaming system uh-huh. and play Mario Party against each other on our Nintendo DSs. But we'd be like, "There's a space where it's like, give a friend ten coins, and we'd just oh, give no. them to each other." Except there was that one time where my ex-boyfriend did not give me the coins. He Mm -hmm. did not select me to be his friend in Mario Mm -hmm. Party. And that was like a cause for a breakup, I would say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. As somebody who plays fairly. Mario Party seriously, but nothing else. No, no, no. Not even that. I felt personally attacked because literally (laughs) the other day me and Melissa were playing a game and I definitely screwed the pooch with that one. I was like, hey, Melissa, you're going to have to take that L right there. Oh, guillotine. Yeah. Julie knows about guillotine. Oh, a good one. There's some strategy into that. I wouldn't purposefully give 
Melissa 10 coins if I know she's about to win and I'm going to be second place. Like, Well, you know what? I'd rather Julie have it than the computers. You, you're too nice. That's not true. If that was the case, then how do you treat me? Disrespect You disrespect me in Smash and I don't appreciate this, but that's a whole different conversation. Well, yeah. Listen, I, I didn't say that I wouldn't try to beat Julie. I just said I'd rather Julie win than the computers. That's not the same attitude when we play, but that's that's a whole oh, different no, 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 conversation. No, 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 no. I I always go for the computers first until you're like, okay. oh, you know what? You still have three lives and okay. then you kick me off the map. I don't sound like that. <laughs> why? <laughs> why does this? Why do I sound like that? I, my voice may crack, but would, I was going to say, would you rather me say it with a voice crack? I rather that I sound like a, a punk bastard who never had a dad when you talk. To, well, technically, <laughs> what am I whining about there? All right, so we have some established gaming history. So just to make this simple and short, is there anything? It doesn't have to be video game. It could be card game or it could be uh, just a fond memory of a specific game that just will always be near and dear to your heart. It sounds like it's Mario Party, but yeah. I'm curious. Well, there's so many Mario Parties. So I'm just... Well, I think we liked one and three the best. Why did you guys play the old dusty ones? I guess that was the only one that was available. They were good. We, were we fun, liked them. Yeah. I have the new Mario Party on my Switch now. It's it's not that good. What? Okay. Why do you say that? I, I didn't want to go into this topic, but I please like, enlighten but me. Maybe, maybe that's because they're so like near and dear to our hearts because we played Ooh, them for so long. That was a good comfort. I like that. I'm sorry. It's just because Melissa can attest to it. If you played Mario Party 9 on the Wii, it is ridiculous. Oh, it is stupid. It goes away from the whole option of like, oh, yeah, we have to get the like the star. It's more so like everyone works together. And I'm like, listen, yeah, socialism everyone's in one car doesn't make no damn sense. You move to me. with I've everyone else. One. Yeah, I it, didn't either. Bad. And we we downloaded it and we're like, what? I'm sorry. We didn't do that. We definitely didn't download anything. We had the. De- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we totally purchased it on Amazon. This is a probably best time. Voice to- <laughs> cracked again. This is the best time to transition out of this topic. So we've established I'm not a thief, right? Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) But no, this does bring a a short conversation I want to bring to light. And that is the fact of gaming during the pandemic. It's weird that we're still in it because it feels like it's been going on for nine years to me, almost 10 years. I feel like I've aged tremendously throughout the whole thing. I don't know about you two, but... But I do want to highlight how this has impacted things, because for me and those who follow me would know and can attest to like I I've just been associated with games for a little over six years on the Internet or so. So they know I just play whatever. I don't care. I have no sort of thing. And they know that I'm a I don't want to say hardcore gamer, but like I get paid to do it. So, yeah, like I literally play games every day. So And sometimes it's not fun, but that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is that. I've learned based off safe gatherings that we have all kind of dabbled into games and kind of dug a little deeper because when we just needed time to kill or maybe there's different reasons that go into it. But Julie, you surprised me when you told me first and foremost, you have a switch, which was just mind boggling to me. But you've played game. What aside from the Mario Party that you dislike, which I don't know, Julie, you really hurting my heart there. What else? I don't think she said she disliked it. She said it's not as good. Yeah, that's not dislike. Uh, and I, I fall on the opposite of that spectrum, but that's that's 
I just I'm curious, what have you been playing then? Why did you acquire Switch? Did you get it um, pre-pandemic? I need details. So I got the Switch as a gift and I honestly did not play it much until the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh, okay, I I guess I'll play this thing. And um, there wasn't much to do in the world. And then I discovered Animal Crossing and I was like, oh, I can make a fake world. That sounds amazing. (laughs) And then I got into Animal Crossing. And when I say into, I'm like not that into because I would like go visit my friends islands and they would have like a three-story mansion and I still lived in a shack, but like I had fun. I had fun picking some, some fruit and fishing and designing clothes for my character. Well, the reason why I, I also bring it into light is because I, I came across an article where it's an actual study where people were talking about uh, that specific game, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and how that's kind of impacted people during the pandemic, specifically for psychological reasons. And I won't get into a long thing, and I'm not insinuating, insinuating that there's something wrong with you for playing the game, but rather just highlighting it. Oh and boy. I, well, that's why, <laughs> that's why I had to catch myself. I'm like, this could sound like I'm being a dick, and that's not the goal. But no, so I'll just give the, the brief little uh, overlay of... Uh, two things that caught my eye here. It says, with the emerging outbreak of the novel coronavirus, novels is a small word to say, uh, millions of people have been social distancing, self-quarantine at home, blah 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 Given the continuation of the trend, people have suffered anxiety. I felt that one. And during this time, Animal Crossing came out. And uh, there's been psychological studies to understand why people have gotten into it. I just find that sentence, the last one, very interesting because as... You've mentioned you you wouldn't consider yourself a gamer, but yet you found it as a way of escapism in comparison to maybe writing or maybe just doing something else to keep your mind occupied. So do you kind of agree that that's what occurred or was it just a social thing? Like, because sometimes people like I remember Pokemon Go came out and people don't even play, don't even care about things that they're in the street swiping on their phone. So do you think you got it for escapism? Was it a social thing? Did you just needed something to do? What, what do you think? It was a combo. It was definitely some sort of escapism where I was like, oh, look at this cute little girl. She actually gets dressed and go places every day. Like, I don't do Oof. that. But my character was cute. So um, but it was also social because a couple of my friends would have it and we would text about like what was going on in our games or we could visit each other's islands. It was it was a combination. Here's the bigger question. If you had to guess how many hours you put into the game, this can be ballpark. You don't have to go crazy. OK, well, I'll say it's not that much because when you think about the fact that it's been almost a full year since this game came out, I, th- I think it came out in like April, March or maybe? something or March April or last April. year. Yeah, almost I a year. Probably have, I probably have like 60 hours total in a whole year. So that's not a lot. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. You're, you're discounting yourself there. 60 hours for a game like that? Wait, honestly, I don't know. I can look on my Switch. 60 might be more than I actually did. I don't know. Even if, even if that's your rough estimation, 60 hours is respectable for a game. Honestly, some people can only put in like two at a time. And well, I mean, it wasn't 60 hours consecutively. Oh, yeah, she well, what I'm saying is not consecutively. <laughs> it's not the word I'm looking for. Accumulatively is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Um, some people Ooh. can't do that. Is that, did I say it wrong again? Do I need to go back to school? Well, the thing is, I'm very like challenged when it comes to like technology. So I will say like for me to do something simple on this game took me way longer than probably a normal person. But that's perfectly fine. Everyone has their own sort of like, I don't want to say handicap, but they have their own sort of jam. You know how hard it is to, for people to play like Sims on like uh, Xbox or something like that? It's damn near impossible. So you don't have to stress yourself out like that. I'm just saying because I think you don't consider yourself a gamer. 
which is perfectly fine if you want a label. However, I'd argue with the fact that if you played that or if you played any sort of mobile thing and the fact that you play cards or you have played cards consistently in the past, I don't know. I think you 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 can consider yourself like the Switch. You're like a, a gamer, a light gamer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a light gamer, but that might even be stretching it. I don't know. See, I feel like you don't like you don't like patting yourself on the back. Melissa, where are you in the gaming spectrum? I feel like I know where this is, but please tell me. I mean, I'm not a light gamer, but I'm you... not a gamer. Like, I don't game every day. I game on weekends. That's still fair. <laughs> I'm very curious before because I want to wrap this up with a bow for a second. But because I, I had this conversation recently when someone asked me, what is your self definition of gamer before we go there? My self definition of gamer? Well, it's it seems like you two have vast, vastly different definitions. I mean, I would just define it by somebody that like researches, plays games on a regular basis. Okay, what about you, Julie? I would pretty much say the same, like someone that really enjoys it. Like I would say my enjoyment is not necessarily gaming, but I feel like gamers are like, oh, yeah, I look forward to playing this game. It's going to be so fun. And I'm going to read about it and watch videos about it, which that's why I feel like I'm I'm not one of those. It's not even I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. Like I spend my time researching other things that. No, of like, course. No, that's not the implication. It's just curious because you you guys have this, even though I said it's vastly different. You, It feels like there's a, a, a stigma for some, which for me, there is, I think there's a negative connotation, not only with just like an association with uh, people just consider, oh, like they literally only do this, but more so just it's like when you hear someone is uh, a thug or something like that. A thug in the definition of politics is not a thug in comparison to some neighborhoods. I've seen thugs in, well, quote unquote, thugs in Brooklyn. They are not thugs. So it's just very interesting because I feel like you guys have a nice, you're, you guys aren't cynical about it or, or disrespectful, but you're like, I, I just don't put myself in that category. And I'm the way I view things. I'm like, you guys are like, there's people who literally absolutely despise it or just find no sort of like social enjoyment, like in a Jackbox or like in Among Us or anything, and they hate it. And then those are the people who are like, okay, well, you're not a gamer. But if you've sunk anywhere past two hours and actually enjoyed your time with it, I don't know. I think you're kind of in that category, if that makes sense. And that's my spiel. I sound stupid. <laughs> Let me stop sounding stupid because this has been probably 20 minutes. So let's talk about something else. It's literally you guys. Is that weird? Is it meta? Does it matter? The transition to music is us. Oh, is our music. Okay. 600 <laughs> IQ. Anyway, <laughs> I find it very interesting and I didn't really segue with this one, but because you guys, I know you guys as individuals and I respect what you guys do as musicians. I'm very curious to see what or how has music been impacted due to the pandemic? I don't know if there's been a creative thing. I don't know if you guys have just been like banging your head on the wall. Like I need to write something or just like it just comes with the flow, like whatever. Or if it sounds like Julie, she's just, just strumming all night or playing something on the keyboard <laughs> all night. So I'm curious, how has the pandemic impacted your musical process 
and just your ideas about music. I'll say the beginning of the pandemic was super hard for Party of Two because Mm -hmm. we were not seeing and we still don't really see each other, but um, we really were like isolated. And that was the longest time Melissa and I had gone without seeing each other for a while. We first were like, okay, well, like, how do how do we still like have Party of Two during the pandemic? So we made a video with Will's help, actually, mm-hmm. of like we recorded everything separately. We both sang separately, and then Melissa played guitar, and I played piano, and we pieced it all together to put kind of the course of our song close together for like a an Instagram video. I feel like ever since I've edited that, it's, it's literally in my head at least once a day, and it's bad. It's not okay. Well, it's a great song, so it's not bad. Well, it's bad that it's stuck in my head every day. Like I'm literally the other day I was washing dishes and I just hummed like the melody. And I'm you. The the worst part is that you're laughing. You didn't even hear me. I was literally right next to you. So that's very interesting. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that I caught you. I feel like you're either making fun of me. That's not the point. <laughs> Sorry. Trying to stay on track. So, no, it's. Very interesting because I feel like a lot of artists have kind of gone that route where they've learned how to kind of not make money in this regard, but more so just keep people entertained and kind of keep their juices flowing in that case. And you guys actually did a private show, which friends and family, Mm -hmm. but still a private show on Zoom. How did that come to be? Um, We just wanted to perform again, um, even if it was virtual. I mean, we were getting emails because at this point, I feel like people didn't know when live music would be back. So we were getting emails about like, oh, we're going to try to book for October. We're going to try to book for November from venues in New York City. And Mm -hmm. we're like, we're not comfortable with doing that or having people come out to see us and putting people at risk. So we were like, why don't we do something virtual and give us something that to look forward to give our fans so to speak, something is that else. weird to say I, f- I felt like you said <laughs> you said it like it was weird I, I say it very loosely like our fans are just our friends um something to look forward to and a way to listen to us again we're debating and talking about doing another one it i'm, I'm assuming it doesn't compare into it what you guys compare. usually do doesn't because you don't hear anyone clapping, but I will say our friends were so great about making it feel still so supportive. Everyone was dancing. People were holding up signs and we had people and family from the other side of the country come watch us, come on to Zoom and watch us. So that was really cool to still feel the support and in ways that we couldn't feel it before. Like, for example, my sister could never attend a show in New York City, but she got to attend our Zoom show. So some winning that goes on in between there. It's very... Very interesting because I feel like I've had a behind the scenes look of you two working on the record you guys have been working on Ghost. And I feel like, Julie, you you did first and foremost, you got to pat yourself on the back because you legitimately like worked through tech and you just admitted you're a grandma with tech. Oh, yeah. But (laughs) do you guys feel like you were able to sort of I don't want to say acquire skills, but more so sharpen your ability to do things because ghost sounds like for me from what i hear behind closed doors it sounds like it's just needs mastering and you're done but it sounds like melissa that's all melissa but no you you have a hand in these things too you have an ear for it so when things like for example when you were sending things over you knew something was wrong whether it be the harmony or the whatever section and you were able to pick at it as where some people who literally just when they're working and they're not, they don't have somebody else guiding them through it. Sometimes they just get stuck or they don't even acknowledge it. 
So, well, I mean, yes, I could hear that things were wrong, but I don't want to take any credit in the way that ghost is coming to be right now because Melissa did all of the editing and it sounds great so far. All I did was kind of just be like, okay, this part sounded a little weird. We got to figure that out. But Melissa is the one that actually took like took the liberty and took time to learn about how to do all the editing, which is awesome. And I'm excited for when we finish the product and everyone can hear it. Yeah. I mean, that's how I spent a lot of quarantine for just a little bit of out at home equipment and tried to figure out how to record myself. Cause if we weren't going to be able to get into studio and I wanted to still be able to record some music, even if it was like a little snippet for Instagram, because honestly, iPhone speakers and microphones just don't quite do it. So I don't know. I fiddled with it for a while and kind of self-taught that we might need to be moving to different uh, platforms because I'm not so sure how far GarageBand will get us, but making it work. Do you feel like you have enough skills where self-publishing and and almost mastering can be done? Actually, we are going to have a friend help us add in maybe some drums or something. But mm-hmm. I think we're at the point where with Melissa's editing, we can just send it to someone to get mastered. mixed and mastered, really. But we don't necessarily have to have someone do like as much of the fine tuning as we might have had in the past. Right. I think a lot of that, too, is that Julie and I, in the past, having to pay for studio time, though it was with a friend, it was like we didn't want to waste our friend's time. So we didn't want to be as nitpicky with things. Of course. Um, which then sometimes, you know, leads to like this little part is auto-tuned or this little part is raised or that, you know, like Mm -hmm. things that now that we're doing it ourselves, we're just going to re-record it until it sounds perfect and we don't need the auto-tune and we don't need all those extra little fixes here and there. So we just need someone that, you know, knows more about reverb to add that or, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, not music oriented, more of the mastering oriented here's the thing because some people found solace i don't know if i'm using this properly but they found they're sort of like i don't know i don't want to say writer's high or producing high but you know you you two ladies put me on to jukebox to go jukebox to go jukebox to go so i speak english i believe it or not (laughs) and (laughs) they seem like a crew when they've made it through the pandemic and were able to do things kind of on their own yeah they've had a chance to go to studios and whatnot but even when they produce like for example the song call me joe they do everything on their own yeah yeah but yeah. they you can tell that that was done in home but you can literally f- know the difference between that and compared to something of their previous projects i get the reason i bring it up is because even though you guys have been working on this one specific song for some time and you guys now have that sort of creative control where you don't feel the pressure to do anything you just tweak it to the way you like it do you feel that's a little liberating do you feel like you've gotten some sort of i don't know is this something you'd pursue continuously or would you rather find some sort of hybrid option where it's like well i'll see what i can do here and then if i just don't have the time i'll send it to joe schmo i was gonna say i feel like we probably have differing opinions on this because i think that melissa has a better like ear for these kind of things than I do. Like she could totally hear if something is a little bit off where I'm very much into like, at this point in time, I'm very into just like writing as many songs as I can. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, can someone help me make them better? And then Melissa is the person that like can actually like listen to them and make them better. 
So for me, I'd rather be like, okay, someone, now someone else help me, help me with what, what, that, what I just sort of created. I, I mean, I don't disagree with Julie, but I, I feel like it's dependent on where I want the song, the music to go. Like if I want it to be distributed for like radio stations, I would obviously go to somebody else, but like as me just like wanting to have fun with my music and distribute it to people that I think would enjoy it, not necessarily trying to get into movies or this or that. I think our out home setup is getting the job done. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think it's a little beyond demo, if you ask me. And that's coming from well, somebody. I, yeah. Well, that's what I, I don't that's... want it to sound demo material. But no, like, no, no, I don't no. Want, it doesn't need to be professional. I'm not I, Ariana Grande, you know, I'm not like. <laughs> well, she she <laughs> has people crazy. doing all that in the third. So you, you ain't really. I wish you were. You wish she was Ariana Grande. <laughs> I don't know if that's an insult coming from your cousin. <laughs> well, we yeah, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant we could do anything we wanted then, you know. If you think Ariana can do whatever you want, you're highly mistaken. She they're like pop stars. So the only, you know, what's crazy. I think your fan favorite of like uh uh, Taylor has more freedom than what Ariana currently has. Well, now she does. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going to get at. Guys, guess what? That was my transition into my third and final topic because I have you ladies way over time. I did want to talk about this. This is a little weird, but honestly, I don't care. It's my podcast. It's fun. Uh, TikTok. I love it. It's honestly become the app of 2020 for me. There was supposed to be a transition where we talked about music and how that related to TikTok. And I guess that's what I'm doing now. It's not that great, but we're taking it as it is. First and foremost, I, I know Melissa's answer, but I'm just going to ask both of you. Julie, you can go first. How much TikTok do you think you put in within a week? Like oh hours. Oh my God, I can't answer this. It's embarrassing. I, it, it is. And it's perfectly fine. Uh, Melissa? Uh, too much? <laughs> like, it- I mean, now that I'm at work, for most of the day, like I'm, I'm not TikToking too much. I TikTok on like my break, which isn't really a break, but like um, when the kids are resting, I TikTok. Stop During TikTok-ing. weekends, ugh, a lot. Um, weekends are a lot. Like I wake up, I TikTok. I go to bed, I TikTok. Every night I TikTok. It's part of my like nightly routine. I was just about to say how much TikTok I've used, but honestly, I've realized it's unhealthy especially with 2020 for that garbage year was because there was nothing to do there really wasn't there's been days melissa can tell you i've sent probably like 30 tiktoks her way and it's actually oh god it's i can't keep up it's well i told you sometimes it's just my my (laughs) words that are there that add up as another message because it's stupid like that but you can't blame me. They're qua- they're my love language. Take it easy, kid. All right. Jeez Louise. <laughs> but and and I will go a little back, but specifically for that the previous year, 2020, music has been tremendously influenced and impact impacted by TikTok. And I'm curious to see, have you guys noticed? And this can be very small because there's many ways where it can be, but have you guys ever heard of a song strictly because of tiktok like explored it looked it up on spotify or, or another platform and was like damn it tiktok got me oh yeah i did this last night i sent melissa a song and now this today i listened to it so many times yeah so it's unsolicited contact and i've listened to it way too many times today there's also like this guy on tiktok mark amber 
that I also really like and just have TikTok to thank for pretty much everything, you know? What about you, Melissa? I have this. It's so weird calling you Melissa instead of just saying like my pet name for you. But yes, tell me. <laughs> um, Like artists that I found specifically. It, it could be artists. It could be music. It depends. I mean, puppy songs is quality. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I'm so happy. Honestly, there's not like I don't feel like I get serious songs that pop up on my TikTok. You're telling you me puppy songs aren't legitimate? Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like artists that are trying to get their stuff out there. Rue keeps crying. That's all I get on my TikTok. Well, because you're oh, your feed is very different in comparison to hers. Yeah. And, it, well, and it, I don't I understand think that's how that because you, you you got one and then you liked it and then you probably got more and more and more. Yeah. And I don't get them that often. Well, it, de- it depends on how you interact with it. Well, because all my algorithm gives me is dogs and I'm OK with that. Well, you've actually infiltrated my algorithm because <laughs> it's literally like I get either really, really extremely dark or corny jokes mm-hmm. and then dogs. And I'm not even mad. It's just fantastic but yeah mine mine's all music and now i'm always like every time i see someone post an original song i'm like oh i have to like this i have to share it if i can because yeah. well, then share it to me because i would like to see more I did of last night remember? i know i know and i liked it and you know i did get a new one today though i can't remember the name but julie i'd appreciate if you send me them when you get them because then it might start to infiltrate my for you page a little more. All right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you, you, I can show my age with TikTok. Did you guys? Is is I'm gonna sound old? Oh shit! I didn't know Savage Love was a real song. Savage Love. Like yeah. I thought it was just a TikTok sound. That's how I mm-hmm. felt about most songs, honestly. Because I feel like during the pandemic, I was like barely ever in a car. And then I was just on TikTok and then I would go in the car and I'd be like, wait a second. Why is TikTok on the radio? Right. <laughs> Who <Yeah>. did this? <laughs> That's true, though. Even then, uh, I'll, I'll just to paint an example, we're talking like early March, maybe April, whenever Dua Lipa dropped. Oh, well, I love her. Well, no, I <laughs> have had no interaction with her aside from I think her I don't give a fudge song. But literally as... It was like as as soon as TikTok decided, I think it was I don't know if it was a don't stop now or whatever the first radio hit was. And it was almost like a part of a meme and they continuously used it. Oh, yeah. Did a full 180. Yep. So it's 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 bananas how the fact that I don't know, it's it's also younger generation and how they must meme everything and how that kind of became a thing. Here's a little fun fact. Not that you guys even care, but you guys know the artist Little Nas X, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know when he got popular because of TikTok when it was musically, right? No, did not know that. No. He he literally memefied his first demo or whatever cut of it, and as much as you may hate Old Town Road or whatever your feelings are towards it, got a following from it. He gained some sort of thing and then added it on top of Twitter on top of that. So it's interesting because my my question is. And I don't know how you guys feel about it because I don't listen to the radio as heavy. But whenever I listen to the radio, going back to what Julie said, all I hear is mostly songs that have been on my For You page. My question is, do you guys think that TikTok directly in this day and age influences what will be popular in terms of music? Well, I feel like either with the de- like people creating dances to songs or just using sounds over and over again is going to just get 
artists out there in a way that they couldn't get out there before. Because honestly, when you have Spotify or like Apple Music, the only people really finding your stuff is one, if you can get lucky enough to get put on a playlist or two, if you have friends that share it with friends. Whereas in this case, in TikTok, anybody can find you and use your sound and it could gain traction a lot easier. I mean, I completely agree. I also think though, like reversely, there's also like songs that are on the radio that then become even like bigger from TikTok. Like when I think about driver's license, I mean, that song is I think huge on the radio. I don't I just know. I just heard of this radio. song. I'm like, what the hell is this? You just heard of this song? Um, yes. Question mark. Yeah. I feel like uh, there's a wrong way to answer this question. <laughs> um, All I know that my whole for you page, like every 10 videos, probably nine out of 10 were about driver's license. And it was just like crazy. It took over my whole, my whole like life somehow it did. Cause I would go on TikTok, It would be there. My friends would be talking about it. I don't uh-huh. even know. I, w- I just want to hold the phone for one second. You guys just judged me for a song that literally, literally released two weeks ago. How the hell am I supposed well, to know that? TikTok, that's, but this is what I'm, this is kind of the point we're making, isn't it? That TikTok could make a song go viral that quickly. Jesus, 73 million views just off one song. I don't even know this person. Do you guys ever heard of Olivia Pryor? Apparently she was on like high school musical series. Am I saying that right? You should fact check. Me. I think so. But I hadn't heard, I didn't watch the series. I hadn't heard of her. This is all just what I'm hearing post. I'm, I have to see more towards how I feel towards it because, um, well, not towards it. I haven't. I'm talking about the song specifically. Well, don't don't say anything right now, Glark. You're gonna upset me. Well, I haven't heard the song. Oh, Why? I thought. I how am I gonna upset you? you? <laughs> I don't even know what the song is. I just heard someone say "Driver's License." You know what? There's a couple websites that I use to look for instrumentals when I'm just making hip hop music. So. I'll, I might have just saw it and then heard it. And I was like, I can't rap to this and then moved on. So that might have been it. I don't even know. I have no idea how this person I've never heard of them. And they're popular because of TikTok. Sorry, I'm old. What do you want me to do here? Did, did I offend you, Julie? No, I'm just confused about how TikTok happens because it's the only thing on my TikTok. And even now, two weeks later, it's still all over my for you page and I can't escape it. But I don't even want to. Did you interact with a cover of it at one point or something? I I can't even tell you like what happened. All of a sudden there was this huge influx and I couldn't control it. No matter what I tried to do, I would try to like other things Mm -hmm. so that it would hopefully get away from it. But it never went away. I think kind of of like what Melissa's saying, it really depends on how your vibe is and how they're figuring you out. Because she was talking about the puppy songs. When I first heard the what if it was for puppy songs and liked it and shared it. It literally just scroll, 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 like five back to back. So there's something to it. I don't know. Technology is weird, especially when you look back at it and you're just like, Melissa could tell you this whenever I'm just on Facebook or whatever. I don't even need to be on Facebook. We'll be talking about like, I don't know, an iPhone. And then I'll get an advertisement directly for an iPhone in the local area. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's weird. I still go to Melissa's phone and I'm like, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch. because. (laughs) <laughs> I hope it can hear me. Nintendo. Okay, I sorry. can. I have headphones in. So. <laughs> but my computer can probably hear you. There it is. Next time you see you on Twitter <laughs> or Instagram, that's that's me, baby. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. <laughs> Mamma mia. 
He never said Mamma Mia, I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Melissa, I forgot to mention, and I'm recording now, the TikTok situation with my sister, but that's not appropriate for this. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I just found out more information. I'm going to talk to you. talk to you later about that. <laughs> oh, gosh, I want to know. Oh, you can have all the tea, Julie, but you're going to be very confused. And quite frankly, you might want some popcorn just if you're into that sort of idea. OK, but I've had you guys on for way too long. This is a quick farewell. I want people to be able to follow you or if you want to plug anything for sure, let them know. This is your time to shine. I'll pass it to Julie and then you can pass it to Melissa and we can all just call it a night. All right. Well, first I'll say follow Party of Two Band. You can look us up on Instagram as Party of Two Band or Facebook. And we'll be hopefully posting more information about when our single Ghost is going to come out. And then personally, I don't use Instagram that much, but you can follow me with Julie Maz. So J-U-L-I-E-M-A-Z-Z. 12 and that's the same handle for tiktok i'll probably post more on tiktok if you want to see some music mm, support some original content melissa tell them what do you want to yeah. plug um i do want to clarify that two is spelled t-w-o yes. not the number mm-hmm. um because sometimes people are a little bit confused by that so it is the word to like the spelling of the number okay anyway um, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's Melissa ha- or Melissa Haha, which is M E L I S S H A H A. It's also the same on TikTok, though all that TikTok is is dog videos for me. So if you're interested in that, my dog is very cute. So <laughs> somewhere Lily's like, what the? F- where's my mention? This is some horse. Okay, Lily is on TikTok too. Well, she's there's a video of her on my TikTok. <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to go. If she has a TikTok, I don't know. What, what is she dancing to? I'm confused. <laughs> oh, God. And you can follow me at OMG Mama Mia. LOL. No one says that. <laughs> no. Uh, you guys already know where to find me. It's very easy. Google. Come on. We'll see blogs is everywhere. Easy to find. I sound like I'm tagging myself. But thank you guys for being here. I know it's weird to talk for two hours and stare at absolutely nothing except the microphone. So I appreciate your time. And you guys have been lovely. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. us. (laughs) There it is. I think you might have named the episode. Whoop. There it is. (laughs) That's what my trend is. I'm going to stick to that. All right, everyone. Catch you next week. I don't know what I'm doing next week. See you then.